Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I haven't used a Ouija board in quite some time. I say it every week here on the show, but look, no joke, I'll say it a thousand times. It was the first thing I saw in my room one day and I just stuck with it. It's like when Kevin Smith found jorts. He just stuck with it. I like that sometimes when I just stick with something. You know, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but I eat the same thing basically for lunch five days a week. Okay? And, uh, you know, it makes me feel better knowing that that comfort is there. Knowing that I'm going to get all my calories for the day. Now, it's Halloween, right? And Halloween, that basically means Reese's peanut butter cups to some, including your host. But Halloween, man, you know what's crazy? Listening to people online in this woke culture. Everybody talking about moving Halloween. Hey, man. My birthday's in January. January the 24th. Can I move it to June the 24th, 2000? Right? Make me only 18? (laughs) Look, man, you can't move things, okay? You can't change things around. Because when you change things around, you, you literally are changing both the past and the future at the same time. Kids, kids are going to be like, oh, it's raining. Eh, whatever. We'll just cancel it for tomorrow. No, you can't do that. Because when you do that, you take away, like, you know, all the top of the world. I mean, the last top of the world got rained out at 10 o'clock. The one before that, that got rained out completely. Now... I couldn't reschedule it because there's too many bands, too many moving pieces, but, you know, it's just not meant to be. And if it rains today, then it's just not meant to be. You know what I mean? You could celebrate inside. It sucks. You can't go out trick-or-treating with your kids. I know my son's going to be very upset, but, you know, all you got to do is just throw on, you know, some good music, you know? Speaking of good music... It's been a while since I've done one of these, by the way, where I just don't talk to any guest. I'm basically talking to just you here on the Bobcast. I like when songs also get stuck in my head, just like I like lunch. That's my wife. She's telling me that uh, she loves me. I love you, too. I like when songs get stuck in my head because, you know, it's also like that comfort. You know, so I'm just going to play a little bit of this one song because it's just so good, you know, and uh, it makes me feel good when I hear it. You know, this is not it. This is YouTube advertising. You know, that countdown. My son knows he just presses that button like it's time. It's the best Halloween song there ever was. Spooky, spooky, very spooky Oh no, it's 
Awesome monster, spooky, spooky, very spooky. What's that? It's a witch. Spooky, spooky, very spooky. Watch out, it's a vampire. Spooky, spooky, very spooky. Dude, this song. Let me pause it because I'm just gonna lose my mind. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the chords. Maybe it's the guy that wrote it. I'm thick-headed. I didn't write it down before the show. I don't like doing notes. Notes kind of take you out of the moment. You know? Now, I hear people outside, and it's weird when I got my headphones on because when I got my headphones on and I'm, you know, as Joe Rogan says, you're locked in, brother. You know, I I am inspired by Joe Rogan, and I'm also very... I'm... What's the word I should use to describe it? Watching him on the regular at my job because I'm a multitasker, okay? I can do seven things at once. Give it to me. And if it's creative, give me more. I'm into it. But listen, Joe Rogan gets me through the day. And uh, sometimes he fights back against uh, his guests. I just watched this Kevin Smith one. And uh, they were both clamoring for the microphone. I do that too here, right? In the lounge. Sometimes, like... I, you know, I, I feel like after the podcast, man, I could have like slowed down and not talked so damn much, you know, but it is, it is what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult craft, you know, podcasting. I've done it now over, you know, the counts, what, two eighteen something like that. But I mean, I've done it so many times now that, you know, it just becomes like repetition. And when repetition comes around, that's just comfort, you know? Spooky things doing spooky dance. You know? Speaking of spooky dances, you can't go out trick-or-treating tonight, but you know what? All the memories you have as a kid and then into your adult years of Halloween, you know, do you know where it comes from? Do you have any idea, like, you know, where to start with Halloween, you know? So, I mean... The craziest thing is it's been going on for a long time, right? So you can't just make this Friday night or Saturday night. First off, if it's November, it's November. You should be wearing pilgrim shit, not costumes. It's like the same damn thing when uh, you uh, leave your Christmas lights out past like January the 7th. You know what I mean? Like the week after Christmas, get that shit down, dude. It makes us look terrible. It makes it makes you know why? Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, the reason the aliens have not fucking come here yet is because of people like you who leave your Christmas lights up all year round. It's like we ain't going there, man. These people don't know what they're doing. Jeez, man, spooky. Listen, Halloween is a uh, celebrated each year on October the thirty-first. Okay, the tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Semhan where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off the ghost. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and then later Halloween, okay? Here's a crazy little fact, okay? At the end of the summer, okay, the Celts, my people, okay? They thought that the barrier between their world and the next world, then that being the world of ghosts, and goblins and spirits got really thin and the Celts had a big party to ward them off you know they thought that the ghosts and like the spooky creatures could just seep into your skin it makes sense you know 
You know what it probably was? It was probably because it got cold out and people stayed inside and they went nuts. And they attributed they attributed that illness to when the weather changed. It's either that or there is spooky creatures. Very spooky. But I loved Halloween as a kid. I loved uh, growing up country honking. Uh... Go, going with my dad to all of his buddies' houses, and we would uh, go to a couple other hot spots where people would like, you know, really decorate their lawns and make it an occasion. Um, it, it's a great thing, you know, and I think that's why I firmly believe we cannot, for God's sake, make it November first or November second. You know, you should be Christmas shopping, okay? The same people who want it to be canceled, excuse me, rescheduled, are also the ones who can't wait to Christmas shop. Or maybe their Christmas shopping's done already, and they're just like, Psh, spooky, spooky, very spooky. I'm really into uh, the macabre, you know? I'm into ghouls, monsters, Michael Myers, right? My son just discovered Michael Myers, and it is wild to explain to him that this man is not real. And it's also wild to explain to him the Halloween theme song is also named Halloween theme song, and the film is called Halloween. How did he see Michael Myers? Well, spooky, spooky, very spooky. Uncle Sam, he put us in trouble when he showed my son. Uh, no, it's all good. He was young, too, but maybe he was just too smart for his own good because my son calls me out on stuff all the time. If he sees me uh, accidentally not break down a piece of paper, he's like, Dad, you're not breaking down that cardboard, right? All right, they're not going to take it in the trash. Plymouth Meeting Trash People, what up? I know I didn't break down that pizza box, and you taught me a lesson two weeks in a row. Yep, I know. I know how it goes. I know. I know what it feels like to be, you know, not valued at your job. It's happened to me before. I'm sure it's happened to you, you know. And you gotta ask yourself, if this is a simulation and everything is just some big game, then who's the fool involved? Is it you or is it him or her? And don't gender identity me, because it's spooky, spooky, very spooky. We're getting too sensitive. We're getting too sensitive, okay? Everything's about this due process, and we're not giving people a chance to make mistakes. Somebody said that in the news recently, and I identified with that right away. I think it might have been our former President Barack Obama. Look, man, we're humans, okay? We ain't robots. The robots will be perfect. I made so many mistakes already today. I'm probably going to make more tomorrow, you know? The key is to own it, though, you know? And not, you know, trying to walk around all smug like you're, you're big and bad, I guess. Even though I would like to walk around all big and bad. Like, yeah, watch me. Spooky, spooky. Very spooky. So, yeah, I really, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you obviously see it's not a guest that's enticed you. You're a fan of the show. Listen, I need your help, okay? I need you to tell somebody about me. Say, hey, there's this guy. He's mighty spooky. Okay, and he makes you feel, you know, a certain way about life. And uh, he's trying to collect Bobbians for the Bobbian universe that's coming to streaming platforms in 2024. Yes, that's right. I'll have my own streaming service called Bobbian, and Bobbian will transport you to any place, anytime, 
in any historical event or moment at the push of a button. Now, as soon as I said that, I heard something outside. It sounded like an egg. Because, look, I'm going to reveal something here in the podcast. <sighs> Special effects Hollywood style. It's not Halloween. It's actually mischief night that I'm recording this. I'm by myself here in the lounge. Shit, somebody really is out there. Well, if they came in, you know, I could just start playing the song and maybe they, they'd back up right away. They'd be like, no, we're good. I'm not going to play it again because you know what? Sometimes you can't announce it. You just got to drop it. Yeah, this is fun. It's fun. I mean, 12 minutes in and I think I've covered enough to write a short novel as far as what Halloween's all about. But, you know, I mean, if we're really going to dive into Halloween, then we're going to have to get more than spooky. We're going to have to get really, really spooked. And we're going to do that by talking about, I guess, the top scariest moments of my life. I, Robert the Cahill Baron of Conjohaganeth, proclaims on this day, October the 31st, 2019, that I attest these memories to be true, to the fullest memory of my ill-fated mind. I guess the first scary thing that ever happened was... Thriller. Okay, Google. What year did Michael Jackson's Thriller come out? The initial release date of Thriller is November 30th, 1982. Okay, so this is crazy then. All right, so I was only two years old in 1982. So I must have saw this in syndication, if you will. And it could have been four or five. And I was down with it, man. As soon as it started, I was like, oh man, this is great. They're in the movie theater. Check out that jacket. Why is he eating popcorn like that? Why does it look so good? And then they leave. But no, the part that scared me the most was before they left actually on the screen. The fictional film that Carpenter or excuse me not Carpenter Landis did he turned Michael Jackson into a werewolf and when Michael Jackson was like oh, I, want, I want you to be my girl and then like he starts to go into like that you know transformation scene and when he looked up with them yellow eyes dude I think that was the first time I ever felt literally like that fear that goes out your mouth and then somehow through the atmosphere through all your chakras and then like through your asshole back out through your mouth that fear that just runs 360 you know what I mean where you're like oh my god I'm gonna lose my shit literally it scared me so bad that in my parents house there was a den and then uh, two floors I got off that couch in the den and I ran straight up to my bed screaming that I had just seen the devil and then I bought the tape on VHS and there was like this behind the scenes thing that probably helped me get over my fear of this yellow eye still to the, this day if I saw some yellow eyes outside right now on Mischief Night I'd, I'd shit myself I'm not gonna lie something about them yellow eyes man you know 
But yeah, that was a scary moment. It was very spooky. And it was my first memory of pure fear. There's all sorts of noises going on right now here in the lounge and I'm by myself. But I'm not going to stop. Nope. But yeah, that moment of fear. Excuse me, that moment of being like, oh my God. Is this really happening? Do I see this in my room? I remember making shapes out of clothing, toys, bureaus, chests, furniture, you name it. I would make Michael Myers out of the shape of shadows. And it would happen so vividly that I could feel that fear. And it's weird because I could feel that fear now in my son because he's at the age of, you know, getting getting real, real scared and stuff. And... Um, it's just interesting, you know. It's very interesting how our mind, what what our mind perceives to be scary, and why. Like, what's that primal thing that makes us fear uh, the macabre? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all about just, you know. It's about doing spooky dance. Ooh. What kind of spooky thing are you? So yeah, Michael. And then after that, okay, so that, like I'm about five. And then the second story of this evening, fast forward to the year 1987 or 88, depending on how my memory anticipates it this evening. There used to be this spooky haunted house up in Upper Marion. The Upper Marion um, Nature Conservatory, I believe is the name. I'm sorry that I didn't write it down. Once again, no notes, just brain power. So this place, man, excuse me, it was an outdoor house where you can go into the like nature centers and they'd have like scenes inside, you know? And they did it so well, man. It felt like you were in some, to me as a kid, it, it was just the best. It was the best and the actors really enjoyed themselves and they really they, they got into it so for years my parents would go up there with uh, Chunk and Anna and Chunk passed away he was my cousin and uh, rest in peace and there's this one time I remember uh, it was just really spooky man really spooky and I think Justin was there Justin Rost and um I was just getting scared that whole evening, man. I remember there was a wolf man that came out, scared the shit out of me. He might have even had yellow eyes. Then there was, like, the chainsaw, too. And, like, you know, th there was a period of time in Haunted House life where I don't remember the chainsaw coming out. They, they couldn't figure out how to get the actual chain out and just make the noise, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, that's not something we can do, you know? So, um, in this Haunted House, I got so scared, man. From like screaming and like you know making my face all wide and stuff that I got a nosebleed in this uh, dark red room, and my mom looked at me and she looked down and she, they, from what they say there's blood all over me like all over my nose and then my mom initially thought that I was uh, <laughs> they had blood capsules and they were throwing them at me like what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean like come on mom they're not gonna throw I mean now they do. This shit I see online, you can get $20,000 to get uh, through this haunted house. Remind me to talk about that later, too, would you? Thanks. So, um, 
Damn, see, what was I just saying, you know? It happens, you know? So yeah, my parents were like, Jesus, he's bleeding everywhere. We go outside, and it's just like, you know, I've got the worst sinuses, man. I've tried everything. Only thing that ever worked is when I moved to California. But back here, man, with all the trees, the leaves and shit, like, I am constantly, constantly um, congested in ways that I'm going to go see a doc soon. I've tried everything. Neti pots, nasal spray, saline spray. Uh, sauna works, but I don't have access to it right now. You know what I mean? But this scare, this spooky scare, was not only a pivotal moment in my life as far as fear, but it also was the first time I became aware that I've got some sinus issues. I just get nosebleeds all the time after that. I think that was like the, the first nosebleed ever. Like you know, like my nose had never bled ever. And then all of a sudden, just like in this spooky red room, it was like, let's let it rip. You know? I get nosebleeds so bad that sometimes I'll have to go into the shower and um, just let it come out, dude. You know? I'm not embarrassed to say here on the Bobcast, but I mean, it's dry temperature around here, man. It's weird. I use humidifiers. It's <sighs> a little bit TMI, but you know what I'm saying? That's because I love y'all, you know? But yeah, that was a spooky moment. And then that, uh, that place closed down. And, you know, it was a sad moment. You know? That's like how my memory sounds, you know? It's just like feelings like that, you know? But... Yeah, haunted houses in general, man. Just good times, you know? One time, uh, shout out to TJ Wilson. Um, we went to one that was in Andorra that was based on this, like, family who was deceased. Can't remember their names. I remember there, there might have been something to do with the gothics or something like that. But, dude, this production value was amazing. It was like you were in the house from the movie Nothing But Trouble. They had neon um, lights that made everybody look like they were out of uh, Batman Forever. It was awesome, man. It was just so sweet. I loved it, man. I love that. I love going to haunted houses. Now I really don't want to go to haunted houses until my son's old enough because it's like, look, man, I've got more responsibilities than to pay to get scared. You know what I mean? I get scared when there's like a traffic, you know, situation or like I get scared... When I feel like my, uh, I guess my money or like, I don't know, like my mortgage is in jeopardy, you know, like real world stuff. But I did get scared uh, the other night. It might have spooky. When I saw something on YouTube, I don't know. There's so many things on YouTube you can look up that are spooky and you don't even know if they're real or not, you know. Which leads me to my next spooky story this evening. Became good friends with Drew Reed. Shout out to Drew Reed here on the True Bombcast. Drew's parents' house is a colonial style. Um, how many floors is that? Three, four. It's got a lot of bedrooms. Look, it's a colonial style house. It's out there on Germantown Pike. And um, I became friends with him in, like, in middle school. And then we started having sleepovers there. And then... During these sleepovers, we used to be told stories by not only Drew, but his older brother, Ian, about these spooky ghosts that lived downstairs in the basement, because the basement apparently was a passageway to uh, the North Star. 
for the abolitionist abolition movement back in the day. So it's like, oh my god, that's pretty scary stuff. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like crazy energies in that basement. You know, just spooky stuff. You know. So we used to go down there and stuff, and I think we filmed a bunch of different things down there, trying to pick up stuff, salt dust, shit like that. You know. But uh, there was this one particular spooky evening where, um, so I think we were just outside. I, don't know, I, had to, I had to go upstairs to get something, something. I don't know what I was going to get. And um, this colonial style house like has these, you know, huge, huge staircase to get to the second floor. And I'm going pop, 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 getting up to the top. And uh, Drew's uh, bedroom was in the attic. And Drew's bedroom at the time was a collection of knives at the wall because his parents did Scottish, Irish, Celtic festivals. And at many of these conventions, they would sell these types of, you know, knives. And this one particular night, when I went up the stairs and turned the corner, I saw the outline of somebody, um, like, reaching for a knife. And I got really, really scared. And I was, like, I was 90% sure. Other 10% was like, maybe it's that kid part of you that saw the shadows back in the day in your bedroom. But I ran down the stairs, and uh, I was scared shitless, man. I was so scared that I scared Drew, and we wound up sleeping outside in his tent. And uh, the weird thing was that... um, by the time we got into the tent, it must have been 3 o'clock in the morning or something like that, right? So we get into the tent, and um, we're trying to sleep, man. And, like, I don't even know if I did that night. So it gets to be, like, you know, maybe about 40 minutes, 50 minutes into it, trying, trying to sleep. And all of a sudden, I start hearing this, like, reverberated baby cry. It sounded like it was, like, uh, like a micro, like an SM57 going through, like, a really small gorilla amp. I mean, if you're a musician, you know what I'm talking about. And I was freaked out, man. I was like, Drew, do you hear this? He woke up, he heard it. And we never knew this until the following day, but um, in Drew's backyard, apparently there's two young children who didn't make it through the tunnel who were buried there. Sound like a baby to me, but I mean, like, looking back at it now, it's, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. Oh, let me text. Let me text this dude. Um, but yeah, it is. It is pretty crazy. Man, yeah, I'm texting here on the air. How about that? Never did that before. I always, I always have problems when a guest is here, man. I can't. I can't look up anything. I become so dumb. Um, that was Josh from, uh, year of October down there in Nashville, Tennessee. I miss that place. Rodeo Bob had him a good self time down there. As I sip my giant seltzer black cherry. Um, yeah, so spooky stuff there at Drew's house, man. You know, always spooky stuff. Even when we go back there, it still has got that, you know. It's weird when you go to a place and you feel that, you know, but couldn't be sure, okay? Couldn't be sure that 10%, you know? 
I'm going to be honest, looking back at it now, maybe 80-20, maybe even 70-30, but the split of seeing something, you know, it's really hard to like gauge what your mind is doing in percentages, but I mean, I saw something. Next story here on the Spooky Tales with Robert. And this is the most recent. Uh, I was working at Plymouth Meeting Friends School, and uh, that is an historic property. And I was teaching. It was early morning, and um, we were leaving the kids in. You know, the kids come in in the morning, they put their bags down, we give them a little activity, maybe they draw something, you know, maybe they do a little bit of math up there in the board, you know what I'm saying? So, um, there's two bathrooms, and there's a bathroom that's inside the classroom, and that's always um, occupied, so there's a bathroom that was in the hallway that technically is for faculty, but we would let these kids at this particular school use that bathroom as well. So, the problem with that bathroom is everybody would wash their hands at once, and they wouldn't uh, know when to stop washing their hands, because they're like, look at me, I'm washing my hands, look at me, I'm washing my hands, look at me, I'm washing my hands. And... Um, it was pretty rad, you know, <laughs> that they, they, they just loved it so much to be clean because I used to force that, like, look, we need to, it's getting to be, you know, cleanliness is really important. I think when it comes to, uh, to just being a human being, man, wash your hands, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I would let, I let the kids go into the classroom, right? And, um, they're done washing their hands. And um, at this time, I'm outside the door. I'm not in the bathroom monitoring. I'm by, like, the copy machine. So, I, you know, the door's, like, about, I'd say, you know, 20% open, a little bit closed, right? I go up, and um, I put my hand on the door. I open it, and when I open it, you know, I, I say, um, anybody else in here? And then I look, and when I look... I look into the bathroom and there's a paper towel dispenser and I see the actual outline of a girl and she's wearing this colonial style dress with like a very like dark, dark looking hair and she's reaching for the paper towel machine. And now oddly enough, as I'm talking about here on the Bobcast, the other ghost in Truce House was reaching for something. That is fucking creepy. <laughs> oh, I just got chills. So I freak out, man. It's 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm convinced I've seen something, and I've got to go back in and be around 7 and 8-year-olds. I can't tell them what just happened. I freaked them out, you know? So I kept it to myself. But then I made the mistake of telling some people. And I don't know why, man, but after I saw it, and still to this day it is true, and I imagine this also happens to people who have seen UFOs or something like that, I should have never told nobody because when you tell people that you've seen shit like this, they never look at you the same way. Ever. Like, oh yeah? You had a nail death experience? You died and you come back, huh? Is that what you did? Is that what you did? People are such haters when it comes to that stuff, you know? And, um, yeah, I just don't get that, man. You know? Why do, why do something like that? But, um, yeah, I told some staff members and I felt, I felt really bad about it. Like I, I felt like I, um, disrespected the girl that I had seen. And that was weird, man. It was a weird emotion to like get around. And, and then once it got shared with people, 
I really wish that I didn't share it with them because of like how some of them looked at me, but then also because of the reaction. Like I had one person be like, but that building was built recently. And I was just like, huh? Like, you know, like, and then like somebody else was like, oh, there was a girl who died when the wall they were building there on Butler Pike collapsed on her. So there was like all this stuff coming at me, man, right? And then I'm on the, you know, I'm just on the mend. Time passes, man. Maybe even like two, three months. I'm on the playground, right? And uh, when I'm on the playground, I see this uh, this teacher right now. She's, she's come running at me with her arms in the air and she's waving them back and forth. Ba, ba, ba. I'm like, yo, what's up? And she's like, um, you have to come to my classroom immediately. And uh, I'm like, sure. So I go to the room, and uh, the assistant's there, and they have this piece of paper that's folded up. And they ask me to sit down, and then they unfold it piece by piece. I still remember the you know, thing, that noise, that crack, that pop. And they both are looking at me with these, like, you know, stone-cold, like, serious eyes. And the letter gets opened, and it's a picture. And it's a picture of something that I drew for them. When I saw the ghost that morning, I drew a picture, and the picture is actually still at home in my junk drawer, which is really weird. I still have it, but... Um, and remember where it's at. But um, I drew it for those teachers... Um, they brought me up into the classroom so they could see visually what I thought I saw. And what they showed me was something that a pre-K student drew eerily similar to what I had seen. And it, I talk about chills, man. And uh, the teachers were like, yeah, she draws her all the time. And so she sees her all the time here. And it's like, oh my God. But yeah, take it or leave it, you know what I mean? Ghosts. Maybe I'm just more susceptible to that, you know? I am on the search. But look, um, I'm going to try to do this more often. I had a really good time here tonight just talking to myself and talking to you. And, um, you know, it's going to rain, but I want you to know one thing. When you listen to this, even if it's not on Halloween, okay? Halloween is October the 31st, okay? No matter what. Google tonight. The tradition of All Hallows' Eve, Sam Han, all these, you know, all this rich textured history. And you want to move it to November for the turkeys, the stuffing, the corn, and the cranberries? No. Keep it fresh in October. Okay. I had a party the week before, man. Always party the Saturday before Halloween, then Halloween. Maybe you'd be fortunate enough to do it twice, maybe once. But look. It rains, okay? It's something that, you know, until we figure out how to, like, send something up into the air and push the clouds away to see. Imagine that. <laughs> if that was an app. Like, for $5,000, you can have your top-of-the-world event saved by pushing all the clouds out to see. Your own very personal superhero, if you will. Maybe that's a costume idea for next year on October the 31st. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast. Bob, 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 Bob,